morning, NCC. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? Good to see each of you here. If I haven't had a chance to personally meet you yet, maybe you're new here at NCC or you're joining us online for the first time, my name is Aaron and I'm the lead pastor here at New Community Church and we are so glad that you're here with us. We're kicking off this brand new series called At The Movies and we're going to spend the next few weeks looking at some movies and how they point us to biblical truths. And so I know this is going to be a great few weeks coming up. I want to encourage you, um, we do this every year as we do this series, this is a great time to invite someone. Maybe you know someone that um, they're not connected to church, they're not in a relationship with God. This is an easy series to invite them and um, ask them to come along and um, be a part of this series. Most people love movies. And so maybe a neighbor, students, and maybe a classmate, invite them to join along with us. As we start this series, also, I want to give just kind of a good framework for us. We are not just preaching movies for the next few weeks, okay? Um, movies are amazing. My wife and I love to go see new movies, um, usually on date night. It's either an in-house date where we're watching a new movie or maybe going to the movie theater. Movies can inspire us. They can challenge us. Um, a great movie can make us feel things like emotions, like we can feel what that character is going through. But ultimately, movies do not bring the change or the transformation that we need in our life. We believe that it's God and his word that brings the ultimate transformation that we need in our life. So what are we doing? Over the next few weeks, we're using different movies to illustrate biblical truths. And that's the important thing is we're going to take some clips from the movies and look at what does the scripture say about that? And what does the Bible say about things that we go through in our life? And so that's where we're going to ultimately end up is in the scriptures over the next few weeks. This morning, the movie that we're looking at is Up. You guys just got a sneak peek of that. I don't know if everyone in the room has seen that movie. But let me tell you this. Pixar does an amazing job in the first few moments of making you feel all different kinds of emotions. If you have seen this movie, they capture the story so well. And it's the story of, really it starts with a young boy and a young girl who meet, meet at a movie theater. And they're watching this adventure movie, and they make this promise to each other to eventually go to South America, to this area called Paradise Falls, what they had seen in this movie that they had watched together. They grow up, you see them quickly grow up, fall in love, get married, and they start planning their future together. And what they quickly realize, Carl and Ellie, the two main characters at the beginning of this movie, is that sometimes your dreams break apart. There are moments where sometimes your dreams break apart. Okay, now that we're all tearing up, you guys. <laughs> uh, you know, this movie is so powerful when I think about um, what the storytellers did with this because we've all been there, and you don't have to go through too much of your life without realizing you're going to face disappointments. And there are going to be moments where the dreams that you have, hopes, desires that you have in your life, they turn out differently than you thought or you expected. This is the power of scripture as we see this, of people living their lives and they face moments similar to what we have faced. If you have your Bibles, you can turn this morning to Genesis chapter 37 and we're going to read a number of verses around these chapters and passages here. If you've never read the book of Genesis, it's the first book of the Bible. And in this part of Genesis, we're brought into the story of a young man named Joseph. If you've ever heard of the guy with the Technicolor dream coat, this is that guy, okay? And life starts out for Joseph pretty great. Like, things are pretty good for Joseph starting out. He comes from a wealthy family, 
And his family is kind of one of the founding families of the Jewish faith. And, uh, you know, life is going pretty great. Once again, he's got the Technicolor Dreamcoat, so he's got the nice new clothes. He's dressed great. Um, He has 11 brothers and one sister, so everything seems to be going good. He even has these dreams that God has given him of what his future is going to be like, how God's going to elevate him and make him into this great leader. He unwisely tells his brother about his dreams, and it causes some sibling rivalry. I don't know if any of you guys have brothers or sisters, but it was a little competitive in Joseph's household. And this is what happens in chapter 37, verse 19. Look at this. His brothers say, here comes that dreamer. They said to each other, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. That's just like a deep well. And we'll tell our father that a ferocious animal has devoured him. And then we'll see what will come of his dreams. So a few verses later in verse 28, when many a night merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and they sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. And as we continue to read the story, we see Joseph becomes a slave in someone's household there in Egypt. And things seem like they're going okay for Joseph until one day he is falsely accused. And in Genesis chapter 39, verse 20, we see after he's falsely accused, his master Potiphar, Joseph's master, took him and puts Joseph in prison. This is the place where the king's prisoners were confined. So we read this like things seem okay in Joseph's life, and then disappointment and tragedy hits. This is not what he thought would happen after he has these amazing dreams of how he's going to be this great leader, and eventually even his dad and his mom and his brothers and sisters would one day bow down before him And then he winds up being sold into slavery. He winds up being falsely accused, being put in prison. The people that he trusted and loved continue to disappoint him and turn on him in Joseph's life. And this has to feel devastating for Joseph. And you guys, like I said, you don't have to live that long to realize, you know, dreams will break apart in our life. We each will face difficult moments. We will face tragedy in our life. And the Bible is very clear about that. I think sometimes we come with this notion, maybe no one's told us this, but we have this idea that if I follow God, like if I go to church, if I try to be a good person, if I try to read my Bible, then everything in my life will be okay. And that's just not the truth. The scripture never tells us that. God never promised that. A matter of fact, Jesus promised something kind of the opposite. He looked at his followers and he said, you know what? In this life, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have moments like, Joseph, you're going to have moments like Mr. Fredrickson Fredrickson up there where like your car tire goes flat. It's an unexpected expense. There's a medical issue, right? Something happens to the house. You get passed up for a promotion. All of these things can happen in our life. Jesus said, you're going to face troubles, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And this is what God promises is you're going to go through difficult moments but he is going to be with us in the midst of those difficult moments. And it's very important that we understand that. Why would I start a message like that? It doesn't seem exciting or encouraging. And here's why. If your faith is in that God will make everything okay, you're going to be disappointed and your faith is going to be shattered. If you trust God, bad things will happen and you promised you will be with me, your faith is going to be steadfast. And I want to tell you this, we serve a God who knows what you're going through. 
You guys, Jesus stood outside of the grave of his best friend and he cried because he lost someone close to him. God knows what it's like to suffer loss. He was betrayed by someone that he trusted that was close to him, that was in his inner circle for three years, did everything with him. And one night this guy turns on him and sells him so that he can be executed. Jesus knows what it's like to be betrayed by a friend. He knows what it's like to have hopes and dreams and not always see those come to pass in the way that you want or the way that you expected. This is the God that has walked through our sufferings, that has walked through our pain, that has walked through our loss, loss, and God promises, I will be with you in those moments. Yes, you're going to have moments where your dreams break apart, but I am going to be with you even in the difficulty you face. And I want to encourage you, don't come under the false assumption of, God, if I come to church or if I try to be a good person, then you've got to make everything perfect in my life. It's just not the truth. The scripture tells us we're going to face difficulty. God promises to be there in the midst of all of that. God was with Joseph through the midst, in the midst of all of the trials and the difficulties. And we see this, that God is the kind of God that turns obstacles into new adventures and opportunities. Yahweh turns obstacles into new adventures and opportunities. In this movie, he has a moment where he's forced by the court to give up his house and to move into this retirement home. And he has this decision to make whether he's going to give up on his dreams. He's already faced a lot of disappointment in his life, and even his wife has passed away. But he chooses to keep pursuing his dreams, to even turn this obstacle into a new adventure, into a new opportunity. Now, I know some of your minds are going to get stuck here, so let me just tell you, scientists did a study. It would take 31 million helium balloons to float the house and up. I don't know if you could get that many. I don't know if there's enough helium in the world for that, but if you need a number, just so you don't get stuck there, okay, 31 million um, would float the house. I don't know if it actually pull it up off the foundation, but somewhere in there, okay? But we see that, like he, he doesn't let this obstacle stop him. He turns it into a new opportunity. And that's what God does in the life of Joseph. And that's what God does in our life if we will allow him. He wants to take disappointments and sometimes dreams that have broken apart. And he wants to turn them into new adventures. We see this in Genesis chapter 39, verse 5. Joseph has been sold as a slave in this man named Potiphar's house. And look at this. From the time that Potiphar put Joseph in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. And the blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care and he did not concern himself with anything except the food that he ate. So Joseph is a slave. He's in a difficult situation, right? His dreams have not turned out like he thought they were going to. And yet God is with him and God begins to turn it into a moment of leadership, of Joseph learning, of Joseph growing, because God blesses this household that Joseph is a slave in. And ultimately he becomes really the head of the household. It says Potiphar didn't have any concerns in his household except the food that he ate. Everything else was placed in Joseph's hand because God was hit with him. God turned this obstacle into an opportunity. And even when Joseph is betrayed again and he's falsely accused and he ends up in prison in Genesis 39, 21, look at this. The Lord was with Joseph and he showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. 
So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those that were held in the prison, and Joseph was made responsible for all that was done there. It keeps happening. Difficult situations arise, and God keeps turning it around into a new opportunity, into a new adventure in the life of Joseph. Now, let me be very clear. This is probably not the way Joseph thought his life was going to go. It's probably not the way he wanted his life to go, and yet God keeps turning things around in his life and working in his favor and showing kindness and blessing Joseph in different ways, even in difficult circumstances. Now, let me hit a little bit of a rabbit trail because some of you may be asking this question. As you read this, it poses the question, did God make this stuff happen to Joseph? Like, did God cause all of this bad stuff in Joseph's life? And I think the answer is no. You guys, we live in a broken world where sometimes it's not our mistakes or our sins, it's someone else that affects our life, and we feel the effects of that. We feel the brokenness, we feel the loss, We feel the devastation from that. I do not believe God makes people sick or God tries to punish people because of things that they've done, like in this situation that Joseph had done something bad and so God says, I'm going to get back at you. That's not what's going on here. God takes all of these opportunities, all of the brokenness, and he begins to turn them around for God's favor and to work in Joseph's life, ultimately for the plan that God wants to happen in Joseph's life. God did not cause these things. When you have difficult situations in your life, it's not God is mad at you and he's trying to get back at you or he wants you to make you hurt or something. That's not the kind of God that we serve. But we do serve a God that when you face difficulties, he begins to work even in the brokenness of our life. He begins to work even in the disappointments of our life. He begins to work even in the hard circumstances. Now, Joseph had to be faithful where he was called. He would not have been promoted to the top of Potiphar's house just by sitting back and sulking and saying, okay, God, you did this to me. Like, I can't believe you let my brothers betray me. And what happened to all of these amazing dreams? He had to be faithful right where he was at. But as he continued to serve God and trust God, even though his future looked a lot different than he ever imagined it was going to, Yahweh continued to work in his life. And in the midst of slavery, And in the midst of a prison, God still showed himself faithful and said, Joseph, I am with you. Church, I wish I could pray some prayer and you never had to face anything difficult in your life. I wish I could pray that over me. But that's just not the way it works. But we do serve a God that when we say, I trust you, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know why this happened, God. But I trust that you're with me, that he can begin to work even in the broken situations. Can I tell you this? He can even work in spite of your sin and my sin, my disobedience and your disobedience to make something beautiful of a circumstance that is ultimately broken. He says, I can turn it around and make it a masterpiece. That's just who God is. That's what he does in the life of Joseph. Through all of this betrayal, he says, Joseph, I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep moving. My question for you is, are you allowing God to turn those obstacles into opportunities? Are you just wanting to sit back and say, I didn't make this happen, and so God, I'm mad at you? (laughs) Or are you willing to say, God, I don't understand this. I don't know why, but I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting that you're with me. God, I'm trusting that you're still working, that you're still moving. And God, ultimately, you're going to turn this around for your purpose and your plan. You guys, that's the attitude that we need. Yahweh is the kind of God that turns obstacles into new adventures and new opportunities. As you continue to see this story, uh, 
you see Carl, Mr. Fredrickson, as he's going on this adventure. There's this young boy that kind of gets swept along with him, and they're still trying to get to Paradise Falls. They're trying to get the house to Paradise Falls. But there comes a moment at the end of the movie where Mr. Fredrickson has to decide if he's going to keep chasing that dream or if he's ultimately going to help Russell, this little boy, and what he wants and what he needs because Russell did not have really a strong male adult in his life. And let me tell you this, sometimes letting go of your dreams helps someone else fulfill theirs. He had to let go of his dreams and what he thought he really wanted to do in his life. And God began to open up new adventures. And he helped a little boy have a very special moment. We see this in the life of Joseph. His life did not turn out like he thought it was going to. And yet through just a series kind of, of crazy events, Joseph finds himself in front of Pharaoh, the leader of the Egyptian empire, which was one of the largest empires in the world at that time. And in Genesis 41, 39, look at this. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all of this known to you, there is no one as discerning, as discerning and wise as you are. So you shall be in charge of my palace and all of my people are to submit to your order only with respect to the throne Will I be greater than you? Joseph probably at points had to let go of his dreams and it did not turn out like he thought it was going to. And yet if you keep reading the story of Joseph, and I want to encourage you this week to go back and read this story in full. We just hit some of the highlights like God ultimately uses even the brokenness and the betrayal and the disappointing circumstances in his life to ultimately save the Egyptian empire and then even to bring food and prosperity to his own family, to his dad and his brothers and their families and their kids, like God blessed their life through the life of Joseph. And that dream that he had as a young person ultimately came to pass. But at some points, it did not look like he thought it was going to look like. And you guys, I can't tell you why you've walked through some of the things that you've walked through. Or why the disappointments that have happened in your life, some of them have turned out how they have. I wish I had some answer for you, but I do know this, that if we will trust God, and if we'll continue to be faithful where he has placed us and in the situation that we are in, he can turn those around. And that even the difficulties that we've walked through, that God can use that to minister to someone else. It may have been an addiction in your life and something that you thought, this is going to take me down and this is going to destroy me. And God can use even that brokenness in your life to bring healing because you know what someone else has walked through. He can use loss and devastating grief and us mourning saying, God, I did not think this is what would happen to ultimately help you to comfort someone else that's going through the same thing that you're walking through, to be an encouragement to show someone else how your faith can stay strong even in the midst of loss and disappointment and that we can trust God even with the brokenness in our life. Like this is the kind of God that we serve. You guys, we're going to face disappointment in our life. There is going to be hard times. God says that. He promises that. The question is, what will you allow God to do with that? Will you surrender that to him? Will you trust him even with the unknowns and with the doubts 
and God, I don't understand this, and I don't know why it turned out like this, and I don't know why that person betrayed me, or I don't know why I was passed up for that, and someone else got it, but God, I trust that you're with me, and that somehow in the midst of all of this, you're going to turn this around, God. You're going to use this for your favor. You're going to use this in my future to minister to someone else or to help someone else because I trust you with it, God. And I want to pray for us this morning. If you would maybe take a moment and bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with God, I want to give you an opportunity to connect with God. The scripture is very clear. We've all messed up at some point in our life. We've all made mistakes or done things that have separated us from God. The Bible calls that sin, where we tried to do things our own way. And the scripture says we can't fix ourselves on our own. We just can't do it. We can't try to be good enough to win back God's love or to win God's favor. And yet, God paid the price for us. He sent his only son and died on the cross and he rose again so that we could be brought back into a right relationship with God. And maybe you're here and for a lot of your life you thought God's mad at you or God's angry or he's trying to get back at you or he's trying to punish you. But when we read the scriptures, this is a God that loves us so much, he was willing to die for us. And this is a God when we could not get back into relationship with him, he said, I'll do whatever it takes because I want to be close to you. I want you to know my love. I want you to experience my love. I want to take even the brokenness in your life and turn it into something beautiful. That's the kind of God that we read about in the scripture. And if that's you and you're saying, Aaron, I'm disconnected from God, I'm just going to lead us in a simple prayer and it just acknowledges that. God, I know that I've messed up. I can't fix myself on my own. I need your help. I want a relationship with you. And if that's you, I want to invite you to say this prayer with me. We're going to say this out loud. I do this every week, but can we all say this together? We don't want anyone praying by themselves. So would you just say this, repeat this after me out loud. Let's all pray this together. Jesus, I come to you. I know that I've messed up. I admit that I've sinned. I need your help. So I invite you into my life. Be the savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Give me a brand new start. I pray this in your name. Amen. Now, can you just put your hands together, church, and celebrate? The Bible says this, that all of heaven is rejoicing, that the angels are celebrating and dancing and jumping up and down when even one person that's been out of a relationship with God comes back and says, God, I want you to be a part of my life. And so if that's you, I want you to know we are so excited for you this morning. And even though there may not be a lot of changes on the outside, God is working on the inside of your life and he's doing something on the inside of you to make you new. And we don't want you to do this alone. And so there is a great kind of simple first step that you can take in saying, hey, I made a decision today to follow after God or I want a relationship with God. And that's to go to newcommunity.co slash connect track. So newcommunity.co slash connect track. And it's just a simple class that we have a few times a month. And this is a great place to start. It's a safe place where you can ask any questions like, 
What does it mean to be saved from my sins? Or what does it mean to have a relationship with God? Or if you don't know how to read the Bible to start to learn how to do that, we want to help you connect with God and connect with others here at NCC and learn how God has shaped you and formed you and how you can use what God's placed in your life to minister to others. So this is a great first step to take. And I want to encourage you to do that this morning if you prayed that prayer. And maybe you've been disconnected from God to say, hey, Um, I pray that prayer. We don't want you to do this thing alone. And then I want to invite all of us. There are a few action steps that we can take um, off of this message today. And so these are some things I want to encourage you to do today. Pray and give disappointments or setbacks in your life to God. And this is not a one-time thing, you guys. Um, There have been some big disappointments at different points in my life, and I'm still having to bring those to God and saying, God, I don't understand. It still hurts sometimes. But God, I bring this to you. I trust you even with those difficult moments in my life. And then look for ways to God, for God to turn obstacles into opportunities. Begin to pray for that. And there's a simple step we're going to take this morning. In the back of um, these two sections here, there are tables with little balloons on them like this, okay, from the movie Up. And I want you to just take a moment as you're heading out this morning. If you're here in the center, you can kind of split over to both sections. There's a lot of Sharpies there. And just quickly write, hey, here's how God's turning an obstacle into an adventure. So you can write, hey, um, I'm helping someone else through what I've gone through. Whatever that looks like. Hey, I'm trusting God and I'm mentoring someone else. Or, you know, I'm going after this dream even though I've had setbacks in the past. I'm still pursuing this. Whatever that is, I want you to take a moment and do that. And then on the back, there's a little sticky that you can peel off. And back here on this wood wall, there's the little house from up. And I just want you to put the balloons on that little house right there. And we're going to be able to, over the next few weeks, maybe take a moment and just read those and see how God is using other people's obstacles and he's turning them into new adventures or opportunities and allow that to build your faith. So I'm going to encourage everyone to take a moment this morning and do that. Let me pray one final prayer over us as we close out this morning. Lord, we come to you. And I thank you, God, because you know what we're going through. And you know the difficulties, and you know the loss, and you know the pain and the hurt. God, you see the tears that we cry. You're with us through that. God, you've not abandoned us. You're not mad at us. You're not leaving us, Lord. You're with us through the difficulty. And God, I pray this morning over every person, over every individual, no matter what the disappointment has been, God, that you would be present with them in that. And Lord, you would find ways, just like you did in the life of Joseph, to turn it around, God to bring new opportunities, to bring new adventures, Lord, even out of brokenness to provide ministry and comfort to others that desperately need your love. God, that's the kind of God that you are. So I pray that, Lord, this week, God, that you would do amazing things and begin to turn around those situations in our life. I pray this in your name. Amen.